Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Jeff Torrey and usually I am joined by Craig Phillips. Today he is taking a very well-deserved day off. He is feeling a little bit under the weather and he doesn't have much of a voice. So you will hear a little more of mine today. We are going to go over the Thursday night game, Washington Redskins versus Minnesota Vikings. And I'm going to go team by team. So starting on the Washington side of the ball, there wasn't a whole lot to be excited about. I mean, it was only 9-19, to Washington losing. So obviously they did not get in the end zone. But Adrian Peterson did look good during this loss. He had 14 carries for 76 yards. He added two receptions for 27, so he did get over 100 yards, and in a game where no one got in the end zone, it's pretty much all you can ask for. So he looked good, but that was pretty much it. I mean, the only other person that you're kind of looking at Washington and expecting anything out of would be Terry McLaurin, the very young, very surprising, good wide receiver this year. Had a very mediocre game. So four receptions for 39 yards. And what we found out, or I think that we can kind of assume when he's going to do well and when he's going to be mediocre like this. He flew under the radar for the first three games, right? Even though he did play Philly, Dallas, and Chicago, he put up good numbers. I mean, 125 yards, 62, 70. He had a touchdown in each one of those. But after, after week four, pretty much, where he didn't get to play against the Giants, they knew about him. So New England, San Francisco, and Minnesota, three of the four teams he played, have really shut him down. Obviously, they didn't get, uh, they didn't let him in the end zone. He had uh, 51 yards was his his max. And the only team after that that allowed him to really, you know, tear him up was Miami, who obviously at this point we know is not a very good team. So I think that is going to be the takeaway. I think because of the restrictions he has with the people around him. We're talking about Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, who probably will get more playing time moving forward just to see what they have in him. That is going to be the reason why I probably, if you have more wide receivers, of course, I would probably only start playing him against uh, very suspect defenses. So he plays Buffalo next week. Not a great matchup for him, especially with the way things are going. Uh, and then they have a bye, but they do um, in week 11 play the New York Giants or New York Jets. I'm sorry. So I feel like that is one of those situations where you can play him probably more after the bye to see if they can finally kind of ignite his production once again. And maybe I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do as far as Keenum and Haskins, but maybe they'll be a little more settled and maybe Haskins will have a whole game under his belt by then. But that was it. So going to Minnesota side of the ball. This is where the majority of the action was. Obviously, the winning team scoring 19 points. The standout, once again, was Delvin Cook. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was wonderful. There's not enough you can say about Delvin Cook this year. I think the only person playing better fantasy football than him right now is McCaffrey. Um, So 23 carries for this Dynamo, and he got 98 yards and a touchdown. And then he also threw in five receptions for 73 yards. So he had a very big game for you. And I mean, what else? I mean, what else can you say? He's just, he's phenomenal. The other guy that you have to talk about right away is Stefan Diggs. So there was no Adam Thielen tonight, and Stefan Diggs did not disappoint. He had seven receptions for 143 yards, 
did not get in the end zone. It's been so up and down with these receivers. But when you go for 143 yards, there's not a whole lot that you can really argue about. The um, really, and that was the the kind of the crux of it. Kirk Cousins, he did wonderful as far as just making sure that he did what he needed to do for Minnesota to win. He only threw, I mean, he threw 26 times and he completed 23 of them. I mean, he only had three incompletes the entire game for 285 yards. He did very, very good. But when you don't get in the uh, the end zone, when you don't throw a touchdown, your fantasy production definitely takes that hit and it doesn't look like you did as well. And he has been on fire. So I, I don't think this is any reason to... Um, kind of shy away from Cousins quite yet because I know that a lot of people are getting quite bullish on him. I'm still pretty high on the guy. Obviously, you do want more touchdown production. You're hoping that will come back, um, and especially with Thielen coming back as well. That that should obviously only help. Um, one of the young guys that I do want to talk about, there is two, but the first one is going to be on the passing side of the ball, and that is Irv Smith. I know he's not worth actually putting on your bench quite yet. I talked about him last week a little bit with the shallowness of the tight end position. Irv Smith is a very interesting prospect. If you're in a dynasty league, I think you should already throw him on your bench. I think he is without a doubt the future of what the tight end is going to be in Minnesota. He is very athletic. He is very fast. Anytime that he gets the ball, you can see that he looks the part. Uh, already he is splitting time with Kyle Rudolph. Both of them had three receptions. Both of them were targeted three times. They had similar production. I'm waiting for that big game for Irv Smith to kind of go off, and then everyone is going to start talking about him. So I think it's someone that you want to look at now before the hype train, you know, leaves the station, if you if, if you want to say that. Um, will it be this year? I truly don't know. I think that is a little too much for me to say because he is still young. Tight ends usually take a while to get going. And I mean, unless he has that breakout game, there would be no real reason to, to say, put him on your bench or even, even start him. So the other young gun is Alexander Madison. Uh, He's the backup to Delvin cook. He looks really, really good when they already had the game in hand. They did put him out there. He got 13 carries for 61 yards. He got a few called back with the holding, um, whether or not that sprung him. Those runs were good, too, and his production could have been even higher. This guy is a must-add. If you have Delvin Cook, if you don't already have him, uh, I would try to get him. Him and Pollard are going to be the golden handcuffs, and if you have spots on your bench, you're going to want to get either one of these just in case an injury does occur. Heaven forbid Delvin Cook goes down. But Madison would be playable immediately. I, I truly, I mean, I I know that Delvin Cook looks amazing, but I would have to say that Madison, even if he just plays the averageness of himself, uh, he would be a top 15 back. He would be very easy to slot in and automatically start right away. So you do have to pick him up just because he's looking so wonderful. Um, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, really, it was a Delvin Cook show today. Um, they ran the ball, and then it was all defense, and there were seven field goals in this game. I mean, just back and forth again, the red zone and, and stall. So I would love to sit here and tell you that we found out something huge, but it was kind of more of what we already knew. AP, old, but you can play him. Delvin Cook, 
is looking like a possible MVP candidate. And Stefan Diggs is, you know, continuing his his production coming back from that very, very slow start. Other than that, we will talk to you next week. 